When I was a kid, my family used to watch the news every morning, and it was implicit under this idea of watching the news that watching the news was good, that you should stay informed of current events, especially politics, because living in a democratic country, you need to be able to make informed decisions about voting, but also you should know what's going on around you. You should know what's going on in the news because knowing the news is good. And from that early standpoint, I don't know if my childhood was different from yours, but I've started to question that a little bit. I've started to question whether following the news, or at least watching the news all the time, is actually such a good thing. So when we're talking about whether something is good or bad for you, it's obvious to ask the question, well, compared to what? If we talk about eating potato chips and saying that, well, eating potato chips are unhealthy, obviously the kind of background assumption or comparison is that you're eating fruits and vegetables and whole foods and brown rice and things like that. So in that sense, eating potato chips isn't very healthy. But if you were starving to death, if there was no food around for miles and you hadn't eaten for days, then in this sense, eating potato chips is actually a very nutritious meal. It gives you a lot of calories and a lot of energy. And so similarly, when we're talking about should you follow news or follow less news, then it's obvious it's, the question is, well, compared to what? Obviously, online and offline, there's a lot of media and content you consume that is probably worse to consume than the news, that you should follow more news than that. Things like, uh, you know, mindless television, pseudoscience, uh, fake garbage content that isn't giving you actual information, uh, ideological nonsense that is pulling you away from society and perhaps putting you in a dark spiral where you're imagining enemies and conspiracy theories wherever you look. If this is your reference point, this is the background, then shifting to news, especially more mainstream news, is probably a good thing. This is something that you should be cultivating. And yet, for me, I feel like the people who are listening to this, I'm, I'm holding you in this category, but definitely for myself, I think that there's a lot of other things you could spend your time on in terms of the media and information you consume. So one of the things you could do is read more books about topics that aren't going to change very much over the next few years. If you read things in classics in science, in uh, physics, astronomy, uh, biology, economics, sociology, these kinds of ideas, many of the ideas that are really important were really important 50 years ago as they are today. So these ideas have a much longer half-life. If you're gonna invest time imbibing information, it's maybe better that that information be more stable and enduring. Even if you're reading books, let's say, on politics or on things that do have to do with current events, waiting a while to read those books, waiting for the book to get published on the event instead of just reading the news articles, or waiting for the in-depth journalism to follow instead of just following the Facebook and Twitter feeds, that this is probably good that giving a little bit of time for these to digest means that you're more likely to only read things that were actually important, important enough to write a book rather than just an article, or important enough to write an article rather than just a tweet. I think that there's downsides to excessive news. One of them is that it focuses you on the dramas of the moment rather than the enduring questions that matter. You focus on, let's say for in the instance of politics, you're focusing on the characters and who said what and how that's gonna favor their chances. It turns the act of governance, which is really questions about policy and what kind of systems do we want in place into a theater, into a soap opera, where characters play out their petty dialogues and the enduring questions about what it really means to run a country and how it should be run get put aside. 
The other downside is that following the news excessively leads to a transientness. So even if you did believe, let's say, that following politics was incredibly important and this is something that you should do, the fact that you consume a lot of news media means that old news gets pushed down by new news. And because you need to constantly stay on what is new, it means that something is very important may get pushed down by trivialities that come up. So very often the action you need to take in a political context is to vote in elections. And yet the news cycle is so much faster than the elections that something that happens outside of an election year, outside of an election context, even if it's very important, might get forgotten and it might be some weird gaffe or weird little thing that doesn't really matter that much that may determine the outcome of an election. So in this sense, following too much news with too much frequency, with too much volume, may undermine the very goals that we have in a civic society of following what's happening so we can make informed choices both as citizens and as individuals. So what do you do about this? What, do you, what should you do about this? Well, I think I can think of three main things that I've tried to do to limit the impact of new information and focus on old things, things that are going to stay around, maybe not forever, but at least for years and decades to come so that the knowledge that I'm building, the time that I'm spending learning and consuming information is an investment that accrues rather than just something that is consumed and forgotten a moment later. So the first thing you can do is just read more books. Books, even if they are about the same topics as the things that are covered in the news, meaning current events and politics and uh, stuff that's happening around the world, if you read the book about it, then because of the publishing cycle, because it probably took the person months to write and publish and print the book, means that you are getting something that has already faded in time just a little bit. And that fading in time means that you have better research, you have a better context for viewing what actually happened and a deeper understanding. And that's just those books. Many, many books that I find are some of the greatest books that I've read have been written more than 50 years ago. So there are many books that last that test of time because they have endured, that they have not been just something that happened last week or last month, but an idea that resonated for decades. The second thing is to selectively unfollow and unsubscribe from people that talk too much about politics. So this is something that I found initially kind of tricky because there would be people that I agree with them. I agree with their opinions they're stating and yet they talk too much about politics or they talk too much about current events and they ignore these sort of enduring ideas. So I bias towards people that even if they're talking about current events, they talk about them in a more analytical long-term lens. But how many people do you follow that they just spend all of their time on Twitter, on Facebook, on other social media platforms, ranting about whatever is the current momentary uh, thing that's happening, whether it's current events or politics or world news. Whereas I think if you cultivate a a sense of removing the people that are the noisiest, that spend the most time talking about these things, even if that's only 10%, you're going to significantly shift your news feed over to things that matter more. And I think this is a lot easier to do with Twitter than it is with uh, Facebook or with other platforms. Twitter you can follow from almost anyone in the world. So really if you have a feed that is just incessant culture or in politics, that's sort of your own doing. That's sort of because you have decided to follow people that like to talk about things that make you feel 
outraged and, and you feel this sense of justice that you have to weigh in on this topic. If you follow people instead that mostly post about timeless topics or they're mostly talking about areas of their expertise or their research, then you can probably diminish that news to a manageable volume. Finally, use RSS. I know if you're watching this, you may be watching this on YouTube or you may be listening to this on a podcast. And the problem with a lot of these new platforms, even though they have come to dominate, is that they are algorithmically generated. That rather than you deciding exactly what you're going to follow and it just gives you everything, the algorithm is deciding what you're most interested in. And very often what you're most interested in is not what's best for you in the long run. And so for me, one of the greatest tools that I've had is using RSS to follow blogs. RSS is a bit of an old technology. You can still use it with Feedly, but RSS is great because you have to pick which blogs you follow and it gives you all of their articles, which means you have to unsubscribe to people that are giving you too much stuff. And you have to actively subscribe to people that you want to listen to. But also because blogging has a little bit more barriers to entry than social media, you also get a little bit less of the knee-jerk reaction. You get more of the long-term thought-out discussion because someone had to spend half an hour, an hour typing up and posting that rather than 20 seconds. So think about this when you're changing and altering your news diet, that my ideal ratio is probably something like less than 30% news and more than 70% of information that is going to last longer. And I think if you make this ratio, it doesn't even mean that you're less informed about those topics. Because if you spend that other 70% really understanding the underlying structural issues that are, that are going on, the, the deep theories of economics, sociology, political science, then when you read that 30% of the news, you're putting it into a larger context and you're able to understand it better. So I want to know your thoughts. Do you think that you should follow less news or more news? And what would be the alternative for you if you were to subscribe to 